Hi and welcome to The Extra Time. This is Deepan. This is Kabir. On The Extra Time, we like to talk about the prevailing talking point of the week. Yeah. Uh, for this week, there's been no bigger talking point than Albrecht's Nigata. Um, just like to start off with my Facebook post, right? Because mm. uh, it's a Facebook post that I made because uh, I was watching the Albrecht's and Tepanese game. Uh, just for context, it was I'll, a super win for Tepanese. Super win for Tepanese, yes. <laughs> uh, I'll just talk about the Facebook post. This is what I posted. Rule. Albrecht's must have two Singaporeans in their starting lineup for each game. Albrecht's against Young Lions on October 18. Both Singaporeans replaced the halftime. Albrecht's last week versus Lion City Sailors. Both Singaporeans replaced the halftime. And Albrecht's against Tampanese. Both Singaporeans replaced the halftime. The phrase making up the numbers comes to mind. Got to feel for both of them. Wonder what development is actually taking place. Uh, mm. The reason behind this post was because yeah. um, I just felt aggrieved by, by two Singaporeans going off at halftime because like I think uh, Duncan was on commentary for the game and even he was <coughs> predicting that They'll go for halftime. Uh, further context says I'm looking at a, at a TNP article at the moment uh, when it was announced that Airbrex Ningata uh, have signed seven players for the seven local players for the upcoming season. Uh, SPL rules require the White Swans or Airbrex to have two local players in their starting lineup. And last season, Airbrex did not fill more than two in a match. In most games, at least one local player was taken off at halftime, with Albrecht finishing the 90 minutes with a Singaporean only four times last season. Mm. This is factual. Yeah. What I posted was factual. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, some people took offense to it. Uh, before I get into that, uh, Kabir, what are your thoughts on this whole ruling itself? Uh, who does it benefit? Uh, okay. Firstly, I'd like to say that Albrecht is a good, um, is a good team to have in the league. Um, you mentioned that they, they, had, they have seven local players in the team, but we've only seen two. Every game, and they have been going off at halftime, and it has been, it has been going on until everyone can predict it. If it if it's going on so much that everyone is predicting it, then it's it's obviously it's obviously happening. And what you said is factual, like you said. I don't know who it benefits. It obviously benefits. I can't say if it benefits Elbridge because on their end they want to have their players play. To have this rule, their players can't play. So it doesn't benefit them. On our hand, on our side, the local players, only two of them can play, but only play 45 minutes. And last season, only, what, four times that mm -hmm. they completed the whole game? Mm -hmm. So I I don't know who, I don't know why this, this uh, rule is here. Yes, you want to give chance, uh, opportunities to our local players, but at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had this post in mind uh, um, and then when I posted it, I just wanted to have a discussion, you know. Uh, I have lots of football industry friends um, on my Facebook and I just wanted to get their thoughts, you know, on, on, on what I posted. Sorry, and, I would just like to add that this will mess up the players hits. Yeah. It will really mess up the players hits. Morale, the... Like, yeah, and, yeah. And exactly, which is why I posted it because me just doesn't feel right that mm. someone is giving 45 minutes um, of intense running, intense pressing, and then you take them out after 45 minutes because I want to win the game. I'm, I'm going to put better players in. And, and yeah. that's fine because that is what a coach is supposed to do, win the game. So as a player, okay, I'm not good enough. So I'm. what am I here for? Yeah. And and yeah, I just want to have a, a, a frank discussion on my Facebook. And, and I did have that. I mean, lots of people commented on my Facebook post and, and, and I got different perspectives of it. Uh, and I knew after I posted and I saw that kind of traction, I knew like this is what I want to talk about on 
or on the extra time this week. And I did my due diligence and I reached out to someone from Elbrex. Um, I reached out to their GM uh, because it was the right thing to do because you can have your say on a particular topic but you got to give the person on the other side the, the, yeah. the platform to yeah. talk about it. And I reached out to him and I, and I sent him a WhatsApp. Um, sent him two, two WhatsApps in, in fact because I didn't get a response after the first. I didn't get any reply at all. And I think it's sad because um, if people want to take offense to this, I think it shows the it shows that we're not prepared to have honest discussions. Mm. Um, I do understand that um, we we are targeting Elbrecht. Like people might think that we are, the, or I am targeting Elbrecht. I'm not. Um, I think, yeah, there are other clubs in, in, the, in the SPL that do that same thing as well where they, because of the rules, they, they play an under, under 23 player but yeah. at halftime, they take them off. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It does happen but you cannot just base it off one Facebook post and say that I'm targeting Elbrecht. Mm. I'm saying that because I just, watching the game, I felt for the two players. Uh, and I know it's been a pattern over the over the last few games and even last season. In fact, uh, I don't think it happens as regularly at other clubs. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, anyone. I mean, you can comment, uh, you can post about it, tag me, whatsoever. It doesn't happen as regularly. I think there are lots of other players at, at other clubs who are under 23 level who get decent playing time, be it in the first half or in the second half. But regularly, I would say. And, and then, okay, so if if Elbrecht were to come here and say, and be honest about it, and be like, tell us why they do things. We'll we'll fight. We we are fine with it. Yeah. At the end of the day, we are not the ones who who make the rules. Yeah. I. I which we, is why. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted a different perspective mm. from someone from Elbrex because Correct. I might not understand it. And the best way we can grow and we can actually come better yeah. is to have conversations, have frank opinions, frank discussions. And I would have loved to have someone from Elbrex here. You know. Uh. But, I mean, we are we are. We have to deal with what we have, and yeah. and we do not have anyone from Albrecht. Um, unfortunately, I apologize to to the listeners because I think it would be nice for the listeners to have a, a robust discussion about it. Uh, I can't have I, I couldn't bring anyone from Albrecht here this week, and I apologize for it. But I did try, and, and that's why I'm I'm being honest right now. I did try to have someone from Albrecht. Uh, but one person that we had uh, this week uh, mm. on the final whistle was a former national defender as Subramani, as well as he was a assistant coach at the Young Lions. Yeah. Um, we were fair. We didn't just discuss about Albrex. We discussed about the whole... Because we were not targeting them. Yeah, because I'm not targeting <laughs> Albrex. But we discussed about the under-23 rule. Uh, here's the discussion that we had with uh, Subramani earlier this week. Mani, just want to get your thoughts on a particular topic for this week. Um, Albrex have been, have been... The rule is Albrex have to fill two Singaporean players uh, to start each game. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier, you know, they have been taking off these two players at half-time. It's not, it's not new. It's been happening for a few seasons now. Uh, from your perspective, because people have told me that, you know, these Singaporean players, them just training with the Japanese players improves their standard. Uh, do you believe so? Uh, training alone does not improve our player. But of course, we have to thank Abrex for giving the two local players an opportunity to train with the team. But for a player at this age, they must play regular football in a competition. Mm-hmm. I think uh, training alone, not good enough. You need to play more games. By taking them out of uh, during half time, they only able to get forty five minutes of football. I think it's not good enough. You they must get more playing time. If Ibrex is able to use them more effectively, more longer, I think that'd be good for the development in that sense. Mm-hmm. But do you understand the perspective um, of a coach of Albrex? Because at the end of the day, you want to win games, right? Um, development is not the first thing in your mind. 
uh, is the blame then should be with FAS because they are the one come up with the rules, right? And Airbrakes have to uh, abide by the rules. Uh, is this rule important? Do we need to have that rule? No, you you mentioned correctly. I mean, rightfully saying that the coach want to win. If you want to win, naturally the coach want to play the best player they have. Mm-hmm. But by having this rule in place, uh, is undermining his objective of winning. That's one of the reasons why I can see he plays the two local players and half time he take them out and he put in a substitute. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of development, I think this will hamper the players' mm-hmm. development because uh, the boys might feel, well, am I not good enough to play 90 minutes? Yeah. Why every every game they are taking the local players out at 45 minutes? Can they get more playing time? This will be the questions the local boys will be asking themselves. Mm-hmm. If I'm the player, I'll be asking this. Am I not good enough to play 90 minutes? Why? Why must you take me out? If I'm good to start, why I cannot finish the game? Okay. Uh, I, I'm not just going to focus on Albrecht here because yeah. uh, there is also rules for the local teams where they have to mm. play uh, 300, they have to start 323 players. Uh, so I'll ask you Which about that. Which has caused some uh, really good players to retire early yes. and not play anymore. We have to uh, yeah. notice that as well. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to just focus on Albrecht because there are also other teams who start three un- under 23 players and then the earliest time they can remove these players at halftime, they do so. Uh, in terms of that rule itself, uh, do you believe that we should remove the rule or, or is there other ways around it? Uh, that's the reason why they came up with these rules. Uh, I thought one of the main objective is to give the under, three, under 23 boys an opportunity to play regular football. Mm. I thought it was a good initiative. But I believe if you want to make this project uh, more successful, perhaps abolish this. Let's identify 24 local players at this age group, the top players at this age group. Divide them equally to the local clubs. And with that, each clubs will have say four to three local players. They will be playing regularly. They will be getting regular football. At the same time, day in day out, they'll be training with professionals. That will give them better, better opportunity to develop mm-hmm. as compared to what's happening now in Young Lions without any disrespect mm. to the project. But currently, they are not attracting the top, top players at that age group. And with that, to compete at professional level is going to be a tall order. And you can see from the result it speaks. Every now and then, if you were to get a good results, it's of course positive for the coaches and young lions. But when you look at the bigger picture, what does this reflect on our league? Mm. These boys, like I say, some of them are not ready to play professional football. And they yet, they are forming a team. And if this team were to be able to get results out of from the professional setup, I think something really, really wrong with our league. Mm-hmm. So I think we really need to look into this carefully. Okay. If you want our league to improve, we have to attract top top players, top foreign players, and make the league more stronger. Then with this, our national team also can improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I can easily say right. You no, know, let's just remove the under twenty three rule. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that if we remove this under twenty three rule from the clubs, uh, coaches are not going to play young boys just because? you know, they want to focus on development. Because like I said, it's about results, right? A coach is judged based on results. 
Definitely, definitely. Uh, like I say, it's good to have the rules. Uh, but then, they must play the boys and give them the opportunity to have a full game. Not put the players for the sake of putting. Mm. You know, there are, like earlier you mentioned, Albrex, not only Albrex, there are other clubs. You can see at half-time, some of the under-23 boys are being taken out. They are not able to complete the whole 90 minutes. I think this is definitely hampering their development. But how much of um, earning their place as a player in the team and in, in the senior team is part of a player's de- development? Everybody aim to be one of the 11 who start who supposed to start. Yeah. And if the coach feels that he's ready to start, then there must be some quality. Don't put a player there for the sake of putting without the right quality. He will undermine the whole team. Then how can you expect results from the team? Mm. I think that's wrong. And I, I'm sure fans also understand that they need to play the strong team to attract more fans to come and watch entertainment football mm. in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So I, this definitely have to really, really look into. And I believe under under 23 rules, it's also good to give them opportunity to play. But you must use them the right way. Money, one criticism that people have of uh, youth development in Singapore is they feel that you know NS hinders or hampers the uh, development of a footballer. Uh, is that fair to say? To a certain extent, even yes, yes, because the the age we are looking at, because probably when the boys reach age of eighteen onwards, these are the key key age where they are developing and they are turning into a, a, a full fledged footballer. But having said this. We also cannot keep giving this an excuse because what I'm hearing this uh, recently over the year is that uh, this is the main reason why we are not able to produce top players. Can we can we find a solution for this? Those days when I was playing, when I was serving NS, we used to get full attachment, which means after we are we are enlisted into army, and then we have to do our course, our basic course. BMT. After the course, we are attached out fully. We are able to concentrate fully on football. We play for Safsa. That was how it was back then. But of course, along the way, because our own, our own wrongdoing, some players actually uh, misused that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they cancel this. And they say, okay, now you have to be doing your NS regularly no more football mm. they, there was some there was a stop in this can we can we now sit down with the right person together with me there see whether we can bring this back but admit to them say that okay we made a mistake fair enough we made a mistake can we start all over again give us a second chance we have done this before why can't we do it now mm-hmm. can we bring that back again say when the players are enlisted into NS they will do whatever course they are required to do, basic training, whatever courses they have to attend. Like me, I did my basic course. After that, I have to do the uh, six-pack six pack to get my sergeant there. After that only, I started playing football. Mm. Likewise, they also can do the same thing now. But you must talk to the right person. Yeah. And I'm sure we keep knocking the door. Eventually, one day, it will open. It will mm. open. Mm-hmm. But we have to be very, very single-minded about this. Why are we doing this? We are not running away from NS. Let's work together. Let's come to a mutual understanding. Uh, 
middle ground where the boys will be serving their NS, they will do whatever they're supposed to do. At the same time, give them the opportunity to train and develop as a footballer. I think this can be done. I hope we can do this. Okay, fair enough. I, I think when we talk about you know NS being a uh, hindrance, uh, one one point that we we often forget is NS is not new. It it didn't mm, crop up in yeah. the last five years or yeah. ten years. It has been around since uh, back then. And if we can have footballers who went on to be successful, mm. who served the NS, then I don't think we can use that as a, as an excuse uh, anymore. So so I do hope you know the relevant parties uh, get together and make a decision that will benefit Singapore football. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your input, Mani. Thank you. So you just heard Mani's thoughts on Albrecht Ninkata's uh, stance on the ruling as well as the general rule of the under twenty-three players itself in the league and the, the NS issue that he that we spoke about. Uh, listening to that conversation, Kabir, uh, what are your immediate thoughts? I like the idea of disbanding the Young Lions and putting three players in, uh, under twenty-three players into every other club. I think that would um, improve um, the under twenty-three players in each club, and that would actually make these young players earn their earn their spot in the 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 other clubs in in the league. Yeah, I, I think this whole thing of having the young lions has been long debated, long discussed. Mm. Um, I'm happy that the discussion did not center around Albrecht's. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to receive um, any other news of me offending others. <laughs> uh, but what was important is that, you know, we got to realize that our under 23 players, they've got to earn their colors. Mm. I mean, don't just look at football in any industry. If you are given the free entry into anywhere, you wouldn't be as hardworking. You wouldn't be as appreciative. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, the, the hardworking factor that uh, Mani spoke about was very important. Um, I think if you if you disbanded the young lines and put these players in in the other clubs, they'll got to be on their toes. You know, like each week they're fighting for a position. So yeah. you don't necessarily have to remove the under twenty rule for for the league itself. Mm, it can remain. Yeah. It can remain, but it has to be competed with quality under 23 players which means that when we go into games you don't see an under 23 players that is so far off it I'll be honest there are so many of them in the league right now so many of them that bring down the quality of a team um, I, I don't want to get into specifics but if you, if you watch the game the past week um, I can safely say only Tampanese had like you know really mm. quality under 23 players playing yeah. like uh, Shah Shahirian was one very good example but across the league are there Quality under 23 players, I, I'm mm. not quite sure. And also on top of what Mani, Mani said, and this we've been talking about this the entire the entire time we've had this podcast. These young players, they need someone to learn from. If they keep playing with the same players and they know going into a game that uh, I can't compete with these people. If you put them in the same team with these people who they are losing to, I'm sure they can improve. I'm sure they will de- their development will even will even go up maybe 10, 20 times. Yeah, and it's important to acknowledge that you can't keep trying the same thing and expect different results. Mm. Uh, Sometimes you got to take a step back and realize that um, something is failing. Uh, something needs to be put out of of, uh, of its misery. And the Young yeah. Lions is exactly that. Um, let's actually have honest discussions and frank exchanges about this um, and not shy away from it. Um, even Albrecht itself, uh, we have to take a look at whether this under 20 rule is benefiting Singapore football? Uh, is Albrecht being here benefiting Singapore football in this current day and age? Mm. Um, these are things that we got to discuss. Um, and no one's going to stop us from discussing those things even if they yeah. if they choose not to turn up for, for our podcast show because 
the conversation will happen with or without them. And and it's exactly why we de- decided to you know carry on with this conversation. Um, going forward, uh, I hope that there is an explanation of some sorts, uh, be it in the mainstream media or even privately through their, their Facebook pages or, or whatnot for, you know, everybody's just to come out and say like, this is why we do it. Mm. Uh, I'll be open to reading it and accepting it because yeah. no one is no one is right with the opinion of, mm. of Singapore football. Yeah. We all have our parts to play. We all have different opinions. Uh, we might think that Young Lens is rubbish and like, oh, they should be put out of their misery, but maybe FAS has a totally different view of it. Yep. And maybe they are right. I- I'm not saying they are wrong, but we got to have these conversations. Like, the more we keep quiet and the more we think that, oh, it's work- it's, whether it's working or not, it's going to continue. And there's a bit of arrogance that comes out mm. of it and then um, you turn people against the system. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, everyone is here, everyone is playing football and it's a comp- competitive sport. If you have to win, you got to do what you have to win. Yeah. Uh, what you have to do to win. And on in the case of uh, Young Lions, I just had an idea. What if we make Young Lions into another club instead of just under-23s? What if we have Young Lions be a proper club? I'm not saying it's not a proper club now, but with senior players, with the right um, staff and everything. like And run it like every other club. It could work. We don't know. Like you said, if you keep hitting the person, it, do, it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt him. Then you got to just stop yep. hurting him and just maybe grab a knife or something. <laughs> <laughs> and and why not even think of out-of-the-box ideas? I mean, you talk about Elbrex being here and Elbrex having to fill two Singaporean players. Why mm. not we have Singaporean clubs playing two Japanese players? <laughs> I mean, yeah, why why, why yeah. does it have to be a Japanese club coming here mm. and then uh, they must fill two Singaporean players? Yeah. Singapore football should be the benefactor of any and every decision that you make Correct. with regards to football True. in Singapore. And if we are not doing that, then something is really terribly wrong here. Like, honestly speaking, when you ask me, um, I was on Sase's show uh, on CNA mm. earlier, earlier this week and he asked me one question of, why are they here? I can't answer it. <laughs> I can't answer it because I don't know. Like, and which is why it would have been nice to have someone from Airbrex talking about their perspective mm. so we can understand and learn yeah. why are they here. Like we had Gary Ko here last week yeah. to talk about Brunei. Yeah, we, we, we did not agree with him. But yeah. but we accept we accept that, yeah. okay, Brunei is here for a reason. There are reasons outside of football that, that bring them here, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah. And before I forget, I just want to talk about, um, there are many activities that Airbrex are doing off the field. Yeah. Uh, they have this uh, development uh uh, I would say agreement with Yuhua uh, Sports Club uh, where they help out in the community and all. That's, that's mm. fantastic. Yes. They're, they're, they're embedding themselves in the fabric of, of, of Singapore and that's fine. Uh, they even have their local, I believe, under-16 team or under-15 team. Mm. Um, that's fantastic. You know, I'm prepared to talk about all the positives yeah. but we cannot bury the negative is what I'm saying. Um, that's it for, <laughs> for, for the discussion for on Elbrex and the under-23 rule this week. I urge you to listen to Friday's episode of The Final yes. Whistle with S. Subramani. Hashtag uh, ask money and you guys asked. Yeah, and we <laughs> asked him your questions and it was a fantastic discussion. Uh, I'll catch you on Friday's episode. Thank you so much for listening.